Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's leaves hath all the shorter day. Sometimes too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often is his cold complexion dimmed. And every fair from fair sometimes declines by change, or nature's changing course untrimmed. But thy eternal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou owest. Nor shall death break thou wanderest in his shade, when in eternal lines to time thou growest. So long as man can breathe, or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. Sonnet 18 by Shakespeare Alright, good, good afternoon everyone. I'm Balgis Herunisa as the host of Polite Podcast Literature. In this podcast, we will discuss a very interesting topic to discuss, namely the poem and title Sonnet 18 by William Shakespeare. And it will be even more interesting because of course I'm not alone. I was accompanied by my Rista and Sekar Ayusak Sabila, high school students who are very addicted with books and actively write novel reviews on their blog. Good afternoon, Rista and Salsa. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay, beside that, I also invite top artists. You must know them because of their movies. There are Estefani Junita and Siti Nurrohma. Good afternoon, Estefani and Siti. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And finally, there is Astrid, one of the famous poets of course, this topic is very relevant to you, right? Good afternoon, Astrid. Hi, Fanny. Good afternoon. Okay, let's start the discussion this time. So we will discuss about the poetry that Estepani read earlier. Thank you, Estepani. You are so amazing. So the poem Sonnet 18 by William Shakespeare is very famous, right? Who doesn't know him? But I want to ask more clearly, who exactly is William Shakespeare and what do you think about his poetry? Uh, I would like to answer the first question about Shakespeare. Uh, the second question maybe can be answered by Salsa. Is that okay, Salsa? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Shakespeare or William Shakespeare is a writer. I think people know him as the world's greatest playwright. People also called him as the best British writer of all the time. His works usually about life, love, death, murder, magic, and mystery. I think all people here know the story of Romeo and Juliet, right? That is the famous works of Shakespeare. Uh, okay, so this poem is entitled Sonnet 18. From what I know about this poem, is Sonnet 18 is one of the best known of the 154 sonnets written by William Shakespeare. Sonnet 18 is devoted to praising a friend or a lover, traditionally known as the period. The sonnet itself a guarantee that this person's beauty will be sustained. The stability of love and its power to immortalize someone is the overarching 
stem of this poem. And also Shakespeare uses imagery of nature throughout the poem to proclaim his feelings about the beauty of his beloved. Uh, okay, yes, I agree with Rista. Romeo and Juliet is his most famous works. Even Romeo and Juliet are still enjoyed by everyone today. But of course, Sonnet 18 is no less famous, right? A state by Salsa, Sonnet 18 also has a deep meaning because Shakespeare certainly wants to convey a message to his reader. And now I want to ask, every poem has the elements then what do you think about some of the elements in this poetry, such as the voice, speakers, and tone of Sonnet 18? Maybe Estefani, who read the poetry earlier, want to answer? At first glance, I think the mode and tone of Shakespeare's Sonnet 18 is one of deep love and affection. It is highly sentimental and full of feeling. This sonnet may seem at first to simply praise the beauty of the poet's love interest. However, there is also a subtle hint of frustration in this poet's tone. He feels that the metaphor of a summer's days falls short of his cold of praising his love interest. Shakespeare seems to be implying that nature has certain limitations when comparing it to the emotion of people. Wow, the mood the mood of this poetry is so complicated. Maybe at first the reader is only focused on his deep feelings of love. But as you said earlier, there is also a subtle hint of frustration in this, in this poetry. This is why I like to talk about poetry. Next, the poetry must have an interesting meaning in every phrase. And writers all usually use implicit meaning so sometimes we have to really understand each phrase in order to understand what the author was trying to say. According to you, what are the most interesting phrases in Sonnet 18 and what do they mean? Mm, most of the phrases in this poetry are interesting. But for me, the best phrase is love wins to shake the darling buds of me. This phrase makes an appeal to the readers or maybe the listener to feel the vibe of the wind breeze in the spring and give you some kind of warm, joyful, and comfortable feeling. Uh, for me, the best phrase of this poetry is though art more lovely and more temperate. In my point of view, the temperate word has a meaning that the beloved person is eternal. And the phrase, though art more lovely and more temperate, gives a romantic atmosphere for me as the reader. Thank you. What the meaning this poetry? Shakespeare used use truly beautiful language and his message gets across to read as well. Then, in your opinion, are there any elemental figures of speech? Uh, yeah, so I will try to answer this question. I think I found several figures of speech in this poem, but I only want to talk about personification. So in this sonnet, we see the personification of natural forces, the use of 
The adjective darling to describe the plant in May is an example of personification. This kind of adjective is more usually applied to people. An obvious example of personification is that of the sun, referred to obscurely as the eye of heaven and said to have a gold complexion. Also, personification here is evident with the use of the word his instead of its. Okay, then I think in this summit, there are many types of figure of speech, such as personification, that's also I mentioned before, then metaphor, symbolism, etc. Even this summit is known as, should I compare tea to a summer's day, which is an explicit comparison. Uh, we found that there isn't any similar foundation. However, the metaphor still can be found here. For example, with thy eternal summer shall not fade nor lose possession of the fair to host. Let's imagine the person described in this sonnet is a woman. Her eternal sunshine, a metaphor for her beauty, will last forever, unlike a summer's day, because the lover is so lovely. Although everything that is fair has to decline, but she will not. She will always be beautiful, so long as men can breathe or eyes can see. Well, Shakespeare uses a lot of figure of speech in this poem. The use of figures of speech is indeed used to get certain effects that make a poem come alive. Okay, we've we have discussed the meaning of the poetry earlier. So in your opinion, who is this poem written for? Uh, I think that the aim of this poetry is to give compliments or praises for someone special in the writer or speaker's life. It looks like the man really adores her and tries to say something romantic to express his true feeling towards her. And even the time can do nothing to his feelings. As long as the poetry is life, as it lives, she will also live. Those romantic words are clear enough to show how deeply in love he is. And I think that's for me, from me. I think many scholars believe that William Shakespeare is a bisexual based on analysis of the sonnets, including Sonnet 18. Many of them also believe that this poem actually belongs to the period sequence where the subject of these sonnets is a young man. It presumably refers to the poet's lover, which is believed to be Harry, Henry Rayleigh, the third or of Stolerington. And on the other hand, Shakespeare ended up marrying and Hathaway, who obviously is a woman and has children. But again, this poem makes no reference to a lover. Is it to male or female? What we know is this sonnet is dedicated to someone with great beauty and the poet immortalizes the beauty in his poetry. That's all. Whoa, he is a romantic. In essence, this poetry is intended for anyone you love and admire, male or female. He was so successful in conveying his message that many people were touched by his poetry, especially people who were in the same situation as Shakespeare felt. All right, we have finished discussing this poetry. Now is the time to talk casually. I want to ask Estefani and Siti, recently you played a character in the movies which is adapted from a literary work, right? How do you feel? Are there any challenges in working on these movies? Uh, uh, taking part of the movie adapted from literary work is 
an indescribable experience, of course. We need to know how the character thinks and see everything from the character point of view. And we also need to learn or even make the accent for the character we play and what kind of words that the character use. Is it, it is such an amazing journey and special achievement to write on our life book? Okay, for me, yes. Same as City, I also played in several movies adapted from literary works such as Tenggelamnya Kapal Titanic, Di Bawah Naungan Kopiah, A Tale of Two Besties, Uncle Tom's Cabbage, The Great Gabby, and many more. It was such an interesting experience since I have to read the whole story before shooting so that I could dig deeper into the characters that I played. That's why as long as I play in the film adaptation, I don't feel awkward or confused. Instead, I feel very satisfied and more enjoy because I know the feelings of the character and I see myself as the character as well. Wow, it turns out that there are so many challenges, but those challenges can give you new and memorable experience. But your movies are so amazing and I like it so much. You can play the character well. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank you so much. Okay, from today's podcast, we can find out who is William Shakespeare. Yes, he is a writer with his phenomenal works. Besides that, we have also discussed in more detail one of his work entitled Sonnet 18. So Sonnet 18 is one of his works that has a deep meaning. Well, this poem describes how a person admires his lover who even time cannot kill him. Because after all, everything that is alive will be dead. But there are times when something that is dead will continue to give life to something that is basically dead. So what is that? This is this is the this poetry is the answer. As we have been talking about this poetry, I may say that this poetry is still worth discussing since it is really this interesting. So thank you to the guest star who have come and accompanied me in discussing Sonnet 18 on this podcast. I'm happy to meet all of you. And of course, thank you to the listener for taking the time to this podcast. And see you in the, in the next podcast. Goodbye.